Despite the negative economic impacts of the Delta variant, demand for workers in America remains very strong. Postings on the job search site Indeed.com were up approximately 39% at the end of August from the February 2020 level. As indicated by writer Eric Morath, the number of job openings continues to expand in healthcare, technology, and finance positions that can be performed remotely. But job postings for childcare and beauty and wellness declined. Separate employment data from the Labor Department indicate that at the end of July, there were 10.9 million available unfilled jobs in America. That tally easily exceeds the 8.7 million Americans who were seeking jobs that month. In other words, in July, there were just 83 unemployed workers for every 100 job openings, a ratio last observed in December 2019 before the pandemic undid the economy. A number of factors have been preventing some Americans from taking on new jobs, including fear of contracting COVID-19, employer vaccine mandates, lack of affordable childcare, and until recently, enhanced unemployment insurance benefits. Demand for workers may fade during the months ahead, especially for in-person positions, with many economists slashing their forecasts for U.S. economic growth because of the Delta variant. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Last year, U.S. economic output shrank 3.5%. Despite an economic recovery beginning in May of 2020, the nation ended last year having lost millions of jobs. But poverty declined in America in 2020 nonetheless. The U.S. Census Bureau reports that poverty fell to 9.1% in 2020, once one accounts for all the government aid dished out last year. That represents the lowest poverty rate on record and a significant decline from 2019's measured poverty rate, which approached 12%. As reported by the Washington Post and many other media outlets, nearly 8.5 million people were lifted out of poverty last year. That represents an unprecedented change in a single year that was largely attributable to stimulus payments. Poverty in America is defined in a number of ways, including as a family of four living on less than approximately $26,250 a year. As the economy continues to recover and create jobs, the hope is that poverty can be held at bay even as many forms of federal government economic assistance end. Poverty would have surged to nearly 13% without last year's stimulus payments, according to the Census Bureau, which also noted that the majority of job losses last year were among workers earning less than $34,000 who had little or no savings. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Yesterday, we discussed the fact that poverty declined in America in 2020, thanks primarily to federal stimulus payments. Today, we report that Americans experienced their first significant decline in household income in nearly a decade last year. The Census Bureau recently released its annual assessment of the nation's financial well-being. Among other things, the Bureau notes that median household income was in the range of $67,500 in 2020, down nearly 3% from the prior year. As indicated by the Wall Street Journal, in 2019, median income attained an inflation-adjusted historic high. 2020's income losses were mostly due to a labor market slammed by the pandemic. Millions lost their jobs. Unemployment surged 
from what had been a 50-year low to a high of 14.8% by April of 2020. The last time median household income declined significantly was in 2011, during the aftermath of the global financial crisis. Importantly, the Census Bureau's top-line income figures include unemployment benefits, but do not account for stimulus checks or non-cash benefits like federal food programs. It also doesn't account for income and payroll taxes. Had those items been counted, median household income would actually have risen to nearly $62,800, an increase of 4%. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated by writers Sarah Cheney-Cambone and Gwyn Guilford, this should be the best of times for lower-wage workers. Pandemic-induced labor shortages have induced employers to sharply increase compensation. In percentage terms, employees in typically lower-paying jobs, like those in restaurants and hotels, have registered the largest wage gains. According to the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta, annual wage growth for the 25% lowest-earning workers was running at 4.8% in August. That is the highest rate of growth recorded since 2002 as the economy came out of the 2001 recession. Annual wage growth for the highest-earning workers was a more modest 2.8%. Here's the issue. While many lower-wage workers are experiencing better pay, they're also wrestling with higher inflation. And while inflation impacts us all, not all workers face the same inflation rate. That's because lower-income households spend proportionally more on many commodities associated with the most rapid price increases. Lower-income households spend more on groceries, for instance, as well as gasoline and utilities. Grocery prices have risen at a 4.3% annual pace since February of 2020, the sharpest increase since 2012. So despite improved pay, many lower-income households continue to struggle financially. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated by writer Amy Yee, women who managed to remain in the workforce last year collectively experienced a dip in income and saw little improvement in the gender wage gap, this according to recently released Census Bureau data. Last year, women who worked full-time earned 83 cents for every dollar men took home. That was up from 82.3 cents the year prior. Separate information released earlier this year by the Pew Research Center determined that the gender pay gap didn't move at all last year when part-time workers are included in computations. Women who are either racial and or ethnic minorities experienced even larger earnings gaps relative to their male counterparts. Much of the gender pay gap is attributable to the fact that women are underrepresented in the highest paying occupational categories. The slight narrowing of the gender gap in 2020 in the census data did not occur because women earned more, but because women working in low-wage industries like retail and hospitality disproportionately lost their jobs as the pandemic strangled the economy. In April 2020, the unemployment rate for women stood at more than 16%. Women experienced a 1.2% decline in median earnings in 2020 compared to the year prior. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.